0: Greetings, uh, UECP. Today's uh, the last chapter of Joshua. We're going to end our um, series on Joshua. And the title of the message today is make a choice today. Make a choice today. And what choice am I uh, asking you to make uh, today? Will you live for Jesus or will you live for yourself? You have to make a choice today. Will you live for Jesus or will you live for yourself? You see, the choices you make today affects your tomorrow. The choices that we make today affects our tomorrow. And this is something I learned uh, when I was uh, still a young Christian that every choice that I make will affect my tomorrow. You see, actually, making no choice is actually a choice if you think about it. Making no choice is a choice. When you uh, have to make a choice and you choose not to decide, then you are already making a choice. And sometimes, we don't want to make a choice. It's because we're stuck in a place I call the comfort zone. We become complacent. We stop thinking, we stop growing, and we stop learning. Are you in that place of your life right now where you are afraid to make a choice? Because the choice that you will make entails sacrifice, hard work, Discipline, counting the cost, surrendering your life to Jesus. You see, Joshua was on his last legs. He was 110 years old. He was the leader, but he had his last words that he wanted to tell his people. He knew his people well. He has seen them and he's afraid that when his time has come when he passes away that his people will go back and worship other gods or worship the idols. So in Joshua 24, he calls all his people together for the last time. And according to scholars, it was around uh, a million or more. And Joshua doesn't start with a challenge. No, he doesn't start with A to-do list or how to act but he starts with history. He starts by going back to history and showing his people how God has seen them through uh, time. Joshua starts recounting the faithfulness of God and Joshua tells them about the grace of God. Joshua remembers God's goodness throughout the years? Has God been good to you throughout the years? Has God been faithful to you and your family? Has God shown His power in your life? Has God been present all throughout your journey? And has God been providing for all your needs? When I look back on my life, I've seen how God has provided for me throughout the years. You know, when I started to work in the year 2000, you know, um, he provided me a job. Then in 2003, I got married. In you know, 2003, I got married. and I was studying at BSOP. In you know, 2003 to 2005, I got married. And as I look back, my allowance during my seminary years was 3,000 pesos. And as I look back um, in those times, I don't know how we survived on 3,000 peso allowance, but it was really God who provided for us. And in 2005, I came to UECP to serve here as a full-time pastor. And you know what? During our time, I came in, I didn't know my salary. Yes, to make it clear, pastors get a salary. Okay, I know a lot of you are thinking, how do we survive? Yes, we get a salary. But on my first paycheck, when I saw my um, payslip, there, I found out, ito pala yung sahod ko. And it was from 2005 to 2009, those were very Uh, hard times for us financially, but again, God provided for all our needs. And if you don't, um, if you don't trust me, just look at my family. Everyone's so big. So really, God has provided for us. And I have experienced God's provision throughout the years. So. Today let's look at Joshua chapter 24. Okay, Joshua chapter 24 in verse 2. In verse 2 it says, "And Joshua said to all the people, Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, Long ago your fathers lived beyond the Euphrates, Terah, the father of Abraham and of Nahor, and they served other gods. Then I took your father Abraham from beyond the river and led him through all the land of Canaan and made his, made his offspring many. I gave him Isaac. And to Isaac, I gave Jacob and Esau, and I gave Esau the hill country of Seir to possess. But Jacob and his children went down to Egypt. And I sent Moses and Aaron, and I plagued Egypt with what I did in the midst of it, and afterward I brought you out. Verse 6. Then I brought your fathers out of Egypt, and you came to the sea, and the Egyptians pursued your fathers with chariots and horsemen to the Red Sea. And when they cried to the Lord, he put darkness between you and the Egyptians and made the sea come upon them and cover them. And your eyes saw what I did in Egypt, and you lived in the wilderness a long time. Then I brought you to the land of the Amorites, who lived on the other side of the Jordan, They fought with you, and I gave them into your hand. And you took possession of their land, and I destroyed them before you. Then Balak, the son of Zippor, king of Moab, arose and fought against Israel. And he sent and invited Balaam, the son of Beor, to curse you. But I would not listen to Balaam. Instead, he blessed you, so I delivered you out. Of his hand. And you went over the Jordan and came to Jericho, and the leaders of Jericho fought against you. And also the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Jergeshites, the the Hevites, and the Jebusites. And I gave them all into your hand. And I sent, them, sent the hornet before you, which drove them out before you, the two kings of the Amorites. It was not by your sword or by your bow. I gave you a land on which you had not labored, and cities that you had not built, and you dwell in them. You eat the fruit of vineyards and olive orchards that you did not plan. Joshua he speaks of God's deliverance from their enemies. He gave them the land of Canaan, and firstly he helped them defeat the Amorites on the other side of the Jordan. Then he delivered them out of Balaam's hand who was hard by Balak to curse them, but God turned the curse into a blessing. Then he delivered the seven Canaanite nations into Israel's hand. The word deliver is used many times throughout the book of Joshua and is a key word. You see, God delivered Israel from the enemy's hand. Then, God delivered the enemy into Israel's hand. Again, God delivered Israel from the enemy's hand. Then God delivered the enemy into Israel's hand. Joshua wants his people to remember, to keep in their heart, and never to forget about the goodness of God. In the same way today, let us not forget the goodness and the grace of God in our life. Let us be thankful and grateful for we have a God that throughout history has shown us that, number one, He is powerful. He can do great things. He can separate the Red Sea. He can make Pharaohs. Pharaoh let his people go. He can make the, the walls of Jericho crash. He is, not o- he is not only powerful, but He is also present. God is always with us wherever we go. He will never leave us nor forsake us because He is our best friend and God is also a God who provides in uh, the last verse of Joshua 24 verse 13 it says you eat the fruit of the vineyards and olive orchards that you did not plant God is so great that everything that we have belongs to God and we are just caretakers Joshua sums it up by saying That God delivered the land of Israel, not by their sword or by their bow, but by God's hand. It is all about God. It's a reminder to us today that whatever we achieve in this lifetime, whether we are intelligent, we are wealthy, we are successful, everything is by the grace of God. There's nothing to boast about for us because all that we have is by the grace and by the goodness of God. And we must keep this in our hearts today. Now, why does Joshua have to say this? Shouldn't the people already know about God's goodness and greatness? Yes, you know, Joshua has to repeat this. You know why? It's because We are a forgetful generation. We easily forget because we are not a a people who easily uh, show gratefulness or gratitude. You see, God had called Israel for a special purpose. And through Israel, all the families of the earth would be blessed. But with privileges comes responsibilities remember that with privileges it comes with responsibilities Israel must serve the Lord faithfully God has been just as merciful to us he called us to himself okay when we were dead in trespasses and sins he saved us and gave us new life he fought for us to deliver us from Satan sin and death. He has provided a rich inheritance for us in heaven. But sometimes we forget just how rich we are. But the Lord has also called us for a purpose. We are to serve God by making known His salvation to others. So what is our purpose in life? The purpose of our life is to serve God and make Him known. If you have been searching for your purpose in life, then I wanna tell each one of us here this morning or this evening, whatever time you're listening to our online uh, worship, that our purpose is to serve God and make Him known. My friends, have you forgotten God? Have you forgotten His goodness, His grace, His power, His presence, and His provision? The first point today that I want us to keep in our heart and in our minds is remember God's goodness and grace. Remember God's goodness and grace. Now, why do Maybe you're asking, why do I have to remember uh, God? You know, That's a fair question. But we have to remember God because if we forget about God, then what does life become of? If we don't remember God's goodness and grace, then what does life become of? Who do we live for and what are we living for? And the answer that I've um, come up with in my journey of life is, if we don't serve God, and if we only serve ourselves and our own needs, then life just becomes about us. And when life becomes about us, then pride sets in, selfishness sets in, and there will be no room for God in our life. So that is why we need to remember God's goodness and grace. You see, Joshua was so worried that his people will forget about God and go back to worship uh, their own gods or their idols. So Joshua continues in verse 14 to 15. Okay, let's read in Joshua 24, verse 14. 15. Now, therefore, fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and faithfulness. Put away the gods that your fathers served beyond the river and in Egypt and serve the Lord. And if it is evil in your eyes to serve the Lord, choose this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods your fathers serve in the region beyond the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Joshua commands his people to do three things. Fear the Lord, Serve the Lord, put away the idols. Fear the Lord, serve the Lord, put away the idols. My friends, second point today is make a choice today. Whom will you serve? Remember what uh, what I said in the opening of the message, we all have to make a choice. Okay, we all have to make a choice. If you choose not to make a choice, then that is already a choice. To follow God, we must do three things. Number one, fear the Lord. It means to respect and honor God. It means to obey and to listen to His words. It means a healthy kind of fear. To fear the Lord is to submit and to surrender your life and give Jesus the full control over every aspect of our life. Second, serve Him in sincerity and faithfulness. You know, to serve is also one way of honoring and loving God. But we must not just serve, but it must be with a sincere heart. Meaning, it must be out of love and gratitude. It must not be a one-time thing lang, yung pag-serve natin kay Lord. But it must stand the test of time. To serve God uh, is and should be at the heart of every disciple. Again, to serve the Lord is and should be at the heart of every disciple. Third, to uh, to follow God, you must put away the idols. But you might be thinking, I don't have any idols. I don't worship any Santo Nino or anything at my home. But the idols that I mean here uh, today is, what are the things that are competing with God in your life today? What I mean is, you must uh, throw away the competing relationships in your life with God. Look at your life right now. What is competing with your relationship with God? That is the idol that you have to put away. What is God convicting in your heart right now? So we must do, the, we must do these three things to keep God at the center of our life. Fear the Lord, serve Him with all our hearts, and put away all competing relationships with him. And Joshua, he wanted to set the example for his people. He says in Joshua 24, verse 15, which is his famous line, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. He sets an example for his people to make. He's declaring to his people, no matter what, All of you choose with your life. I don't care. Because it is clear for me today. And I'm making my choice. I'm making my stand today. That as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. He said, I have made my choice. I will not be afraid to share it. Nor will I be afraid to live it out. Joshua made his choice that he and his family will serve the one true God. How about you today? Then the people responded, okay? The people responded in verse uh, 16 to 18. Okay, let's read this together as this will be flashed on our screen. Then the people answered, far be it from us that we should forsake the Lord to serve other gods. For it is the Lord our God who brought us and our fathers up from the land of Egypt out of the house of slavery, and who did those great signs in our sight, in our sight and preserved us in all the way that we went and among all the peoples through whom we passed. And the Lord drove out before us all the peoples, the Amorites, who lived in the land. Therefore, we also will serve the Lord, for He is our God. You see, the people said, we will serve the Lord, for He is our God. So they got the point. But they got the point and they responded, yes, we will also serve the Lord. And you would have thought that Joshua would stop there because he was able to get the message across. So, okay na. But, okay, um, Joshua had more to say. Joshua wanted to challenge them even more. So, in verse 19 to 20, it says, But Joshua said to the people, You are not able to serve the Lord. You are not able to serve the Lord for He is a holy God. He is a jealous God. He will not forgive your transgressions or your sins. If you forsake the Lord and serve foreign gods, then He will turn and do you harm and consume you after having done you good. So what was Joshua doing? Okay, what was Joshua doing? Okay? Actually, he wanted his people, he wanted his people to count the cost. He wanted his people to count the cost. He didn't want them just to make a choice out of emotions. He wanted them to think it through. He wanted them to understand that God You know, that God is not just about goodness and grace, but God is also about holiness and righteousness. God is also about holiness and righteousness. So if you choose to live for God today, better be sure that you are ready for the consequences too. Joshua wasn't looking for shallow commitment. So he told them that they couldn't serve the Lord. It was too hard for them. He wanted them to be certain of their commitment first so that they would count the cost. You see, to serve the Lord was something they should not take lightly. To serve the Lord is something they should not take lightly. So what does it mean to count the cost? What does it mean to live for Jesus? Actually, to live for Jesus means it's about holiness and it's about uh, daring to be different. It's about courageous living. First, holiness. You see, holiness is about godly living. It's about choosing to avoid sin at all costs. Again, holiness is about choosing to avoid sin at all costs. Holiness, it's about running away from temptation. It's about choosing not to curse anymore. It's choosing to do what the Bible says and not what the people say. That is holiness. Daring to be different is about courageous living, making a choice even if it is not the most popular choice. Courageous living is surrendering your all to Jesus. Courageous living is what God wants from us today. It's like marriage. Before you get married, you have to count the cost. Getting married is a very serious uh, commitment and should not be rushed into lightly. You see, when two unique individuals decide to get married, okay, they have chosen to be loyal and faithful to each other. They cannot change their mind down the road after getting married and after a few years, you want to get out. No. In their vows, they promise to what? To love each other, to cherish each other in sickness and in health, for richer or for poorer, till death do us part. This is a serious commitment. If you don't understand the gravity of the choice you are making, then don't get married. And that was also what Joshua was telling his people. If you don't understand, then don't say that you will follow and live for Jesus. My friends, make a choice today, but don't be half-hearted. God doesn't want a half of you. He wants all of you. It's either you commit all of you, all of yourself for Jesus, or you commit none of it. As a pastor, no, I would rather have one faithful, committed Christian than have Ten half-hearted ones. So what is your choice? Think, and I hope that you make the right choice today. In Joshua 24, uh, verse 24 onwards, you see, our third point for today is God means business. Okay? He means business when He says, make a choice today. He Means business, and in verse uh, 24 uh, downwards, okay, uh, God makes a covenant with uh, Joshua and his people. In verse uh, 24, as we read through uh, verse 24 to 27, it says, And the people said to Joshua, The Lord our God we will serve, and his voice we will obey. So Joshua made a covenant with the people that day, okay? and put in place statutes and rules for them at Shechem. A covenant you know, is an agreement you know, between the Lord and His people. And Joshua wrote these words in the book of the law of God, so that the people will remember. And he took a large stone, a symbolism, no, to set it up under the terebinth that was by the sanctuary of the Lord. Why again? So that the people can remember about God. And Joshua said to all the people, Behold, this stone shall be a witness against us, for it has heard all the words of the Lord that He spoke to us. Therefore, It shall be a witness against you, lest you deal falsely with your God." You see, the purpose of the covenant was to hold the people accountable. And I think this is what uh, all of us need today in UECP. We need to be held accountable for our actions and for our choices. We need accountability. We need a group where we will feel safe, where we can speak without fear or of being judged or ridiculed. Would you like to have that safe group wherein you can just be yourself? You can speak about your struggles, about your problems, and not be afraid that people will judge you. And I hope that you would make a choice today. Join a life group here. And hopefully, that life group will be your safe haven where you can share your life and be accountable to another fellow brother or sister so that you can also grow in the Lord. My friends, the choice that you make today will affect your tomorrow. Remember, the choice we make today will affect your tomorrow. Do you believe that? I'll just share my personal uh, choices that I made long, long ago. And I tell you the choices that I made back then became a reality today. You know, 29 years ago, okay, that's pretty long, no? 29 years ago, uh, 1992, I accepted Jesus Christ. Then in 1993, I promised God that I will serve Him full-time as a pastor if He calls. 1993. And as I look back, it's been 28, 29 years, and now, I'm a pastor. The choices we make today will affect our tomorrow. Another choice I made 18 years ago was one of the hardest decisions I made in my life. Do you know what that was? Getting married but i thank god you no know, i made that choice and as i look back last night i was thinking you no know, i got married at 24 years old and as i look back say ko pangaga you no know, very early but on february 23 we uh, i realized 18 years na pala ang uh, marriage namin And it was the best choice that I made. You see, the choices we make today will affect our tomorrow. My friends, the choice is yours. Today, the same choice lies before us that Israel made. Whom will we serve? Will you serve the Lord and receive His blessings Or will you serve the gods of this world and be damned? There's a cost involved in serving the Lord. He requires holiness and He requires courageous living. But the blessings are so great, so the choice is yours. Who will you choose? So to end, I'd like to summarize lang uh, our take home for today. Okay, our take home for today. And before you recommit your life to Jesus or you want to make a decision to serve God you know, or not, remember, number one, remember about God's goodness and grace in your life. Don't forget it. Because when we forget it, life becomes about us. Pride sets in, you no know, selfishness sets in, and, it's, and all becomes about us. But when you remember God, life becomes all about the Lord. Second, make a choice today. Will you live for Jesus or will you live for yourself? God doesn't want a half-hearted uh, commitment. He wants whole-hearted devotion. Third, count the cost. Right? Count the cost. Don't just jump in, you know, join a ministry, then later just quit. But count the cost. Are you really willing to live for jesus are you really willing to surrender are you really willing to live to choose to live a holy life and to be courageous in your living for jesus and lastly remember god means business okay he wants us to be accountable he wants us to have people uh, he wants us to be accountable for our actions and choices that we make today and for that to happen, we need a safe group where we can be ourselves. And my, and my um, suggestion is join a life group. Find that group where you can be yourself and open your life so that God will help you to grow. So my friends, whom do you serve today? Whom do you serve today? Think about it, pray about it, make a choice today, and hopefully at the end, you will also um, make a stand like Joshua when he said, As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. God bless.